0: This is Shelby Hansen, and you're listening to episode 24: What to Do When You Feel Scared. Welcome to the Creating Your Beautiful Life podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Hansen. I'm an invisible illness warrior, kidney transplant recipient, mom to four, and life coach for people who have gone through incredible health challenges. On this podcast, I teach you how to move forward from difficulty and disappointment into joy and abundance as you take charge of creating your own beautiful life. Hey everyone, how are you doing? I am coming to you with this podcast with some things that have come up for me and some of my clients lately, and I thought it would be super helpful to share here some of the thoughts and ideas that have come to me as I've been dealing with these kinds of situations that can easily bring about fear and being scared, being worried, and maybe some anxiety and even some terror. So if you are experiencing any of those things, or you have in the past, this podcast is going to be perfect for you today. Okay. I'm going to start out by saying a little over a week ago, my five-year-old got bit by a dog. So he needed a stitch in his thumb and some antibiotics and a cast to immobilize his thumb. And while it was really a scary moment when it happened, right after it happened, I noticed that I was just like eerily calm. And this is because my flight or fight reflex had kicked in and I knew that I needed to get him the care that he needed. I was really focused on helping him. And I had that adrenaline rush that comes that really helps you to be able to have this heightened sense of awareness and focus in the present moment. And I was a little bit surprised how I wasn't upset about anything that had happened. I was just really had one goal in my mind, which was... Mm -hmm take care of my son in this moment. And it wasn't very severe, but it was severe enough that we definitely needed to go to the emergency room and to get things checked out. And so after it happened, I noticed that my adrenaline had subsided and I was able to let myself rest. And a couple days later, that's when the fear and the terror started to come in because I was having all these thoughts about how much worse it could have been, how this could have affected him a lot differently than just a small part of his thumb being affected. And so I knew it because those couple days later, I found myself on the couch eating a bowl of goldfish and watching Netflix, which there's nothing wrong with doing any of those things. But it was a clue to me that something in my life had gone wrong because I it's been a while since I found myself on the couch doing something like that. And what I realized was that I was trying to self-soothe. I felt like those things were really comforting and I was trying to comfort myself and I just couldn't figure out why am I doing this? Why am I trying to comfort myself? And then I recognized, oh, it's because I am really scared and I've been really scared about what happened. And my brain is so practiced at going to the worst case scenario and how it could have been worse. And so I just knew that this signal that I needed to be extra nice to myself, extra careful and cautious with how I was treating myself. This concept is what I like to call future tripping. It's when we look at the future and we're like, oh my gosh, or we look in the past where we're like, it could have been so much worse or it's going to be so much worse. And I actually had an experience this past weekend where We were around a lot of dogs again. So you would think that this experience would make my son pretty scared of dogs, but it hasn't, unfortunately, a little bit. I wish he was still a little bit more timid around dogs. But this past weekend, we went hiking and there was a group of people that had all brought their dogs. And of course, my son wanted to go see the dogs. And before I knew it, again, he was going up to some dogs and the ladies were saying, oh, they're really friendly. They're really nice. And I did let him pet the dog, but I was so scared and he wasn't scared. And so I needed to look at what was happening. And what I recognized was that I was not allowing my body to fully process the sensation of fear. Now, the the reason that I bring up this particular situation is because We do this a lot with our health. A few years ago, when we were living in Michigan still, I had to go get labs drawn for watching the transplant med concentration in my blood. And for a while I was going every single week. And every week I would go up to the labs and I would just feel gripped with fear. And there was one time I actually sat outside of, (laughs) I sat outside of the lab draw place. And I just sat there just crying. And I just couldn't move forward because I was so scared. And I knew that once I went in and I got the blood work drawn, that it would be fine. I'd be interacting with people and it wouldn't be a problem. But the unknown and the trepidation of wondering what the lab results were going to be and what it was going to say, like that really got me future tripping about what if the labs say that there's something wrong with my kidney? Or what if the labs say that I need to take more medicine or I'm not taking enough medicine? All of these thoughts were contributing to that fear cycle in my body. And I had some things that I hadn't really processed through from previous times, previous blood draws that had been really traumatic, to be honest. And I wasn't letting myself really feel comforted in my body and know what to do with those sensations when they came up. I knew how to kind of transform them to a to a version of bravery, but I wasn't allowing myself to just feel scared. Okay? And so I could go weeks without thinking about a possible kidney transplant rejection or about my medicine concentrations. But after the labs, I would go in and that's all I was thinking about. And that's how I know that going in for the labs and the tests, those were not the problem. It's what my brain was making the tests mean because I was making it mean that the the results might be shocking, that I might have to drop everything that I was doing and really focus in on my health because that's happened in the past before. And I was focusing on how hard it was going to be and that I was going to have to relive some of those most difficult parts of my illness. But in doing that future tripping, I was also forgetting about all the love and support that I got when I was really going through some challenging times. And my brain, well, she's just lying to me saying that I'm not going to feel secure and that I'm going to go through something really scary because when we really suffer, a lot of that fear is what's causing the suffering. And that suffering, that fear is just not true. And the thoughts are causing the suffering, not the test. Okay. Also, the lie was that I was going to have to go through this alone, but that's not true. I never needed to. I've always surrounded myself with a good support system. And because of my faith in divinity, I have that reassurance that I'll never be alone. And it doesn't really matter what faith system that you have. Any belief in some sort of a higher power is going to let you know that you're not going to be alone whenever you do go through something challenging. But our brains always want us to think, nope, something is going to happen. And I'm going to be going through this all by myself. And that kind of thinking is what perpetuates the fear. It's what takes us out of our comfort zone. So this week I had a client who asked me how I deal with not knowing what my labs are going to say. And I walked her through this very specific exercise and I thought it would be so helpful to bring it to this call right now. All right. And I thought it would be so helpful to bring it to this podcast today. So I asked her what she was making it mean that the lab tech was taking longer than she thought was necessary to run a test. And she was making it mean that something terrible was wrong with her health and that it was really scary. And she had this thought, well, I probably have cancer, (laughs) which I'm sure you have had more than once if something has been going on with your health and you've had some unexplained things, unexplained answers and results. And so when she had that thought, I probably have cancer, that thought made her feel terrified. Okay. And that's the same flavor of feeling that I've had when I don't know the test results for days. I go and I'll start to Google or I'll search Facebook groups and ask people to try to understand what's going on. And in effect, I'm only making my symptoms worse in my head than they actually are. And the reason that I found myself doing this is because I was creating all of this uncertainty and chaos and scarcity and scared for myself ahead of time so that by the time I would get the answers, that any answer that I get would almost seem like a relief. And now there's nothing wrong with this approach, but as long as you've decided ahead of time, that's what you want to experience. But if you don't like wasting all of that energy on the what ifs and what's going to happen and the uncertainty and being scared and all that fear, you don't have to do it that way. And the only thing that you need to recognize is that you are creating that by your scared thinking. There's nothing wrong with that. So what I did next is I had my client get really clear on what terror felt like in her body. Now, what were the specific sensations in her body? How would she describe it? Now, what I was having her do was to pay attention and put her focus and attention on the sensations that these emotions were causing in her body and where it was causing it and really what it truly felt like. And I was inviting her to relax into that emotion, into that sensation, to get some clarity over it. Because what happens is that we get scared of being scared. And that's what had happened to me after that dog bite incident with my son. I had finished taking care of him, but then my brain wanted to run to the future about what might happen in another dog bite attack or what could have happened if things had turned out a little differently. And I was simply scared of feeling scared. I didn't like the way that it felt. And so I was trying everything to stop feeling scared. And that was like my client. She was going back to the past, back to her medical knowledge, trying to stop feeling scared and trying to reassure herself. And it wasn't working. And so taking her this through this process of allowing fear, terror to live in her body and start to understand what it felt like, she was able to take it like she had a magnifying glass and be able to examine it like a detective. Was it hot? Was it cold? Did it have a shape? What was the color in her body? What was the I think I said temperature already, but what was the temperature? Like, what does it feel like when you start to examine it? What's the texture of it? Okay. And so what I'm doing in that moment is showing her that curiosity can help her emotions live in her body without making them bigger. When you bring curiosity to fear, it doesn't make fear bigger. Curiosity promotes that flowing energy of the sensations in your body, while judgment stops you from moving forward. That judgment of, I shouldn't feel this way. I don't want to feel this way anymore. I'm going to do whatever I can to stop feeling this way. So we to go Google and try to outthink what I am scared is going to happen. And so I want you to think about it. like It's like riding a bicycle. You think that if you look at the bike and you start to judge every component of it, then you're going to be able to experience the bike better. You're going to be able to not be afraid of the bike anymore. But it's not until you actually get on the bike and start moving forward that you're able to balance on the bike. You can't balance on the bike when you're holding still. But when you're putting the focus and attention on the movement forward, like putting attention on the sensations in your body and letting them, do whatever they want to, stay however long they want to. When you bring that curiosity instead of judgment, it's like being able to move forward on the bike and letting that emotion flow with ease through your body. And it helps you to get really clear on how you're feeling and letting those sensations expand and retract in your body like they are supposed to. And this is true emotional intelligence, knowing what to do with your emotions when they come up. And just like you would go to a body of water and drop a stone in the water, the first ripples are going to be really, really big from the stone, but then the surface of the water starts to calm. And that's the same thing with our emotions. When you put curious attention on the emotion, it will get bigger, but then it eventually will start to subside. and. That helps you to become acquainted with fear, to know that fear isn't scary anymore because you put curious attention on it and the fear didn't get bigger. Instead, it actually got smaller. So now you're able to see that fear is actually a lie. It's never true. Now, if you go to your future self, who we know the future self is always okay, We know conceptually that we're okay in the future, but right now it feels really scary. If you can start to go to that future self and ask them, what do they say? For my client, when she did that, she was able to look to her future self and that self tell her, you don't have to worry this much. You don't need to be scared of being scared. And she also told her, that she had the exact right supports that she needed in her life to get through anything. And she believed that. All you need is already inside of you. And that can bring you comfort. That brings the peace you were trying to get from planning for a scary future. Instead, you can find certainty in knowing just how much you are going to take care of yourself no matter what happens to you. You will always be there for you. And you're going to create the connections to people that you need in that time. So after this exercise, I talked to my client and I answered her question, what do you do when you have labs and you don't know the answer for what the labs are going to show and you don't have any information yet? I could have just told her ahead of time, but I needed her to be able to experience it. And maybe you do too, because the answer is when I feel terrified because of the thoughts that I'm thinking about lab results, I let myself feel terrified. I let myself believe all of the nonsense that my brain is offering me because I believe I've got a really good reason for thinking that I have been through some situations That might make me scared of what it could be. I've got good evidence for it. And so I let myself be scared. In the case of my son with the dog, I had a really tumultuous pregnancy with him. It was during the time when I was on the kidney transplant list and my kidneys and my health were not doing well, and we didn't know if he was going to survive birth. And I went through a lot of emotions grieving the loss of him when actually nothing dangerous ever happened to him. And then watching him get bit by a dog brought up all of those old fears and old worries that I had that had been laying dormant, but I hadn't addressed them because I hadn't allowed myself to really process the fears that I had about his well-being. And as soon as I opened up and let myself really expand and settle into that fear in my body... As it dissipated, I was overcome by this immense feeling of love. And because I had allowed the fear to be present in my body, I had welcomed in the gift of being able to feel just as overwhelming of an amount of love because it was showing me I was feeling fear because of how much I love him because of how much love I have to give to all of my children. And especially for him, because of the hard things that I went through to make sure that he would be healthy to be here. And now I am healing that inner relationship with him and with me. So in summary, the best way to deal with fear is to feel fear. It may sound counterproductive, but it's the way that you can move through it so that you can get to the next state of being that you want to intentionally choose. I didn't even intentionally choose love after I felt the fear. I started to notice a different shifting sensation that I recognized as love. Okay, number two, fear is a lie. Those things that you are scared of, so many of them never happen. And even when they do happen, you're not taking into account all of the other things that will happen when the, quote, worst case scenario happens. Because in my mind, my son getting bit by the dog, it was one of the worst case scenarios. And even in that moment, I was so shocked that I wasn't afraid. Because I had that fight or flight reflex, it was in effect in the appropriate time. It was good for me to be in fight or flight because I was protecting him. And in that moment, it didn't feel scary at all. Our brain tries to trick us into thinking that when the scary thing happens, we're going to be in terror and dread. A lot of times that doesn't come till later because we haven't allowed ourselves to feel the fear. All right. Number three. You are far more powerful and have more control in life than you actually know. There are things that you cannot control for sure, but you can control how you will care for yourself every step of the way. You are the person you've been waiting for. Now stand in that knowing. You never need anyone else to be there for you, but you. And then if other people are there, that's amazing. That's gravy. Let's take it. But you're the only one you need. The certainty is what you were looking for. And you can find the certainty in how you will care, love, and attend to yourself especially when you're going through something challenging. All right, I hope that you have a great week and I can't wait to hear how you deal with fear. Go ahead and leave me a podcast review and tell me what you do when fear comes up for you. All right, bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. If you're looking for a life coach to work with, what are you waiting for? Let's get coaching together today. I hope you have a wonderful week as you take your power back on creating beauty wherever you go.